Hello everyone, welcome to the next episode of Azure On Air. In today's episode, we have Satish Veerapandian. So as the audience know, we are running a series of podcasts based on the topic Azure Automation. So uh, initially in the last podcast, we had an intro about Satish. So I would like to give an introduction of him now as well because we might have new audience in this podcast. And uh, for the new audience, if you have not listened to the previous podcast, please to Azure On Air. It is available in our website as well as in Spotify. Make sure you listen to the previous episode and then get back to this to have a flow on it. So Satish is a certified Microsoft infrastructure and cloud architect with a hands-on 15 years of uh, experience in planning, designing, execution, integration, operations, IT management. So he's also in Microsoft MVP and he's holding that for the eight plus years. So in the last episode, we just spoke about Azure automation and there we had three types of tasks being mentioned by Satish, out of which update management was discussed in the last episode. In today's episode, we are planning to discuss with the audience regarding configuration management, where Satish will take it forward to explaining us what will be what can be expected in this specific episode. Hi, Satish. Hi, Ramita, and hi, everyone. So, um, uh, as it was explained by uh, Amita, uh, in the previous episode, we talked about especially one topic, uh, which is the update management uh, that could be managed from the uh, Azure Automation account. So, uh, today, uh, we are going to uh, talk about another one part, which is the, the configuration management. Like, with this configuration management, we can... Uh, do a lot so we'll we'll, we'll talk about uh, what is configuration management so with this configuration management you can configure let's say like uh, onboard your uh, um, vms uh, which is running on the azure onboard vm or uh, server which is running in your data center this is something like okay so in the configuration management basically we have uh, three types of breakdowns uh, the first one is the inventory so this inventory is something like a uh, you can talk about uh, okay you are onboarding a server uh, in your data center or an application at data center and uh, it is not an admin job just to onboard and leave it uh, because you need to uh, track that particular application or a server to uh, to make sure that it is running and it is uh, it is uh, you know operational so that it can uh, be utilized and it's always uh, available so in that case, in the on-premise, uh, we usually depend on some kind of monitoring system, which can be uh, a SCOM, uh, so that all the services are reported to the SCOM and then we we, we track them. But uh, there is also a better way of doing that, uh, which is uh, from the Microsoft Azure. Uh, we have something called uh, configuration management, uh, which can be utilized from the Azure Automation account. And uh, creating this Azure Automation account is also very simple as we uh, talked about it in the previous uh, uh, podcast. Uh, all you need to do is just have one uh, subscription and in the subscription, you're going to create one uh, uh, automation account and then uh, uh, utilize them. So here uh, you just create one automation account uh, and then uh, you have something called configuration management. And in the configuration management, you just go to the inventory. So in the inventory, what you're going to do is you have the opportunity to add the Azure VMs. You have the opportunity to add even a non-Azure machine, which could be a machine which is running in your data center. So a question might be coming from you. What is the benefit of doing that? Okay. So here the main benefit of doing that is you really no need to have one uh, instance of a monitoring uh, application which is running in your uh, 
data center uh, because that is also an additional investment uh, that is coming from uh, from your uh, IT bu budget. Uh, instead, like you can uh, utilize uh, one of the uh, service which is present uh, in Azure, uh, uh, and it's it. If you could compare uh, the the pricing factor of a, a monitoring solution which is running in your data center and a monitoring solution which could be managed from the cloud, uh, and then uh, you know adding the inventories just in few clicks, uh, I would say uh, this is definitely a cost effective. Uh, so that's the first thing. And uh, the second uh, part which I would like to tell is like the moment when you onboard uh, a VM or any uh, a server which is running your data center. It is going to report you, uh, okay, uh, what is the status, uh, what software it is running, what are the files it is having, uh, so what is the Windows registry it is having, uh, what are the Windows services it is having, okay, uh, even there could be a question coming from uh, from the audience, uh, is that something I would be able to monitor only the Windows, no, uh, even you can monitor the Linux. So uh, even if you're onboarding uh, Linux VM or, or a Linux appliance, you would be able to see the Linux daemon status. So this is a, a combination of monitoring uh, both platforms, uh, Windows as well as Linux, which is really good. Uh, and uh, the other uh, other interesting part is like uh, you can do the change uh, tracking. Like uh, like for example, you can configure a file tracking on Windows. So what is a file tracking? Like something. Uh, you can uh, specify a particular file and then uh, let's say a host file, a host file which is running on your Windows or Windows server or a Windows VM. You can see, okay, uh, every time you can check if that particular file is existing. Uh, if, if it doesn't exist, you can uh, you know, see it on the configuration management. Um, also, you can do some tracking of the file content itself. It's not only about the file. Uh, let's say if you want to track some file content, then uh, you can also add um, the particular uh, file content and see the file content uh, changes. Or if someone is making a changes on the particular file content, you can also view the contents of the tracked file. So which is, uh, you know, which is really good. You can go down to this particular level and see what is the uh, changes of the particular file. And the other important thing, which uh, most of the uh, admins would like to see is, uh, okay, is there any registry changes that uh, that has been done? Yeah, you can also do track the registry keys option. So having um, the track registry keys gives you option to add a particular uh, Windows registry key uh, for change tracking. You can see, was there any particular changes done on that uh, particular uh, registry keys? That is also possible. Uh, and uh, lastly, there is also something called uh, searching the logs uh, for uh, changing the records. Uh, like uh, you can do various searches uh, because I would also like to tell one more thing uh, because this uh, change management, uh, sorry, this uh, configuration management is tightly integrated with uh, Azure Monitor and all the logs are collected in the Azure Monitor. So with that, what you can do is you can run the query and it would uh, show the most recent inventory uh, records uh, that has been added or uh, the Windows services that has been added uh, into your VM. So all these things uh, shows as the recent changes of the configuration uh, that has been changed uh, in your inventory, So uh, which is uh, really good. Uh, so uh, this is one of the best option I would uh, talk about uh, in, in the inventory. Uh, so in the inventory, basically, when you onboard uh, a new software, uh, which is running on a VM or uh, a machine, uh, which is running in your data center, it is going to simply uh, report you how many, how many machines you have on your inventory, 
what are the softwares that is running so what is the files uh, if you want to track a specific windows registry key you can uh, do that also and uh, also the status of the windows uh, services so this is one of the, uh, the the best part about the inventory and uh, the next one is we are going to talk about is the the change tracking so here in the change tracking you can do five types of uh, changes like if there are any changes on your windows services it is going to tell you uh, if there are any changes in your software uh, it it could uh, also be directed and uh, if there is any changes on a registry it can be directed so the best part is like all these things are uh, showing as uh, a graphical events uh, like uh, when you go into uh, azure automation account when you create uh, and onboard your vms into this inventory the best part is on the change tracking it is going to show you as uh, how many registry events that, is, that has been done on your particular VM or uh, uh, server. The same thing, what are the software changes that has been done uh, or what are the Windows services that has been stopped running or any changes that has been done, it is going to show. So overall, uh, in the configuration management, uh, the first thing when you're going into the production is like you need to understand what you really need to track in your application or what you really need to tracking your server that's the most important thing which you need to uh, look at it and uh, the last part uh, i would like to talk about is desired state configuration so this desired state configuration is a feature in the azure automation account that will help the administrators to automate the configuration of a windows or a linux operating system this dsc provides a set of powershell language uh, extension commandlets and also uh, a process called uh, declarative scripting uh, this uh, desired state configuration uses uh, something called uh, VM agent framework, uh, which is uh, uh, used to deliver and report the configuration of your uh, VM or a server uh, which is running a data center. So uh, only based on that, it, it is something uh, called a DAC pull server. If you have worked in the past, there is something called DAC pull server. So it uses more or less the same concept. So with that, it will uh, check the configuration document or particular script, what you are expecting on a particular VM or a server uh, to see if it is running. So going further to talk about the desired state configuration, you, what you need to do is uh, first in the desired state configuration, uh, in reality, I can also tell you, I did one, uh, one testing uh, to see if the IS uh, service is running on uh, uh, one of the Skype server because uh, of course uh, Skype for Business Server has the IIS uh, running on it. So for that, it's it's very simple. Uh, you just need to go into the desired state configuration and then you're going to create a, a simple a script, which is going to check if uh, your particular uh, services, uh, particular server is running an IIS, uh, IIS service. So just uh, if, if your particular vm or a particular server is running uh, is a web server so just uh, you create a powershell script for this one uh, what 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 we do is we just create one uh, test configuration the test configuration file can be of your own uh, commandlet or a powershell script so in that what you're going to see is the moment when you onboard a vm into this uh, inventory you're going to target that particular vm and see okay is this particular server having a web server on it? So uh, if it is having a web server, it is going to say yes. Or even you can monitor something. I have a particular a certificate authority server where I should not have any web server running on it. Uh, there, there is an accident, you know, an admin uh, can uh, uh, 
a new admin, a newly onboarded admin by accidentally, he can deploy a web server on a certificate authority. So in those cases, like what you can do is just simply create a configuration file and say this particular server should not have a web, uh, web server running on it. So it will frequently check. Uh, it is going to see if this particular server is running a web server. No, then uh, it is it is going to report that particular status uh, perfectly fine. And just in case, if it is not uh, reporting uh, it to be properly as expected, then you would be able to see on the desired state configuration. One important thing I also wanted to tell is the the, the best thing about the desired state configuration is the moment when you select uh, the VMs and you are adding your uh, the the config file, it is going to list you the nodes. It is going to list you the status and also it is going to list you uh, like what are the ones which is in compliant and what are the ones which is in not compliant. So this will be giving you an overall dashboard, uh, like a feel when an admin logs in into the automation account and he sees on, on his side, uh, which is uh, really good, right? Uh, and also another one, uh, one additional thing which I would like to tell is, okay, as an admin, you have onboarded uh, the inventory in reality. Uh, you really wanted to know what configuration I wanted to uh, look for uh, uh, my application. What you can do is there is something called gallery. In the gallery, you have a uh, lot of uh, a config file, which is you know uh, created and shared by the public, uh, public and community. So here you can see uh, there is a lot of thing uh, to see. Okay, uh, is the Windows having an IA server config uh, correctly done? And also you have uh, something. Uh, domain controller config uh, that will demonstrate uh, which is a uh, viable domain controller so and also have something for the dns uh, server config so that module will say uh, the like the powershell decide set configuration for configuring the dns servers so all these things are available already by the community contribute community contributors in the gallery so i would suggest like simply go and onboard your uh, vms into the configuration management and then uh, go into the, the state configuration. And in the state configuration, look for something which is coming into your used case. Like look for, okay, I wanted to know the, what is the, the best configuration of the, the, the DNS server. I can look for something uh, on the gallery and see. And you can later modify or even use them. So that is one of the, the best benefit of using the, the, the configuration management uh, for your uh, application. So going uh, further, uh, the, the best thing uh, I would suggest is like first you can add your uh, machines to the, the configuration management and later you can do the change tracking. Uh, the change track is, is tracking is something very simple which you can think of. Uh, okay, there is a host file uh, which is running on my windows. Uh, I wanted to ensure that host file is not modified. You can also track that. And uh, if there is particular registry, which is very important where uh, no admins would need to change that by any, any mistake. You can uh, simply uh, select that and uh, do the uh, do the monitoring part and also uh, the, the change tracking for for the windows service if there is any changes that is done on the windows service that can also be monitored here so the first thing is adding the inventory and doing the change tracking would be very easier part uh, in reality you can do this and uh, monitor like one or two uh, vms how it is uh, the, the difference like how you could measure the difference from having a vm uh, monitored on-premise with the monitoring solution and doing it in this way. Uh, I would say this is uh, definitely beneficial. You would see a lot of benefits and uh, management of this uh, 
uh, monitoring system is also easy. And later, after you get comfortable with this uh, change tracking, uh, you can simply go with the desired uh, state configuration where you can create your own configuration script and monitor your application. Uh, let's say uh, I don't want to have a web server running on this uh, certificate of working. Uh, just an example, something like that you can see, which would also list you the configuration status in, in the monitoring portal. So overall, I see the configuration management is really a good feature um, to, to be utilized in the automation accounts. Amazing. So uh, Satish, that was a very wonderful explanation that you gave about how uh, how this configuration actually happens and what is the purpose of it. Yeah. So followed by that, I just have a question for you now. Uh, do we have any prerequisite for this specific uh, action to perform? Uh, yeah. So uh, that's, that's a very good uh, question uh, because when we talk about the prerequisite, we need to have the requirements like uh, like what uh, what you need to uh, monitor uh, because uh, that that can be uh, uh, you know like uh, a question coming from uh, from the management like what is the difference uh, you, you are uh, seeing or, or what you're going to do with this so like you need to see like what is the current monitoring mechanism you're you're use, using in your uh, on-premise solution and then you need to understand uh, is that possible to monitor with this desired state configuration and in the prerequisite, you need to be uh, having the privileged uh, admin account. Uh, I'm not sure about what is the exact uh, permission that is required. Uh, that's uh, you need to have the uh, permission on your Azure subscription, and of course, you need to have access to your Azure subscription to uh, create this automation account uh, and then uh, add this configuration uh, to your VM. And at last, even for the network, you need to make sure that this particular, uh, if if you are doing it for the configuration on your data center you need to make sure uh, the the network port is allowed to uh, reach uh, the azure services uh, because as i said it is uh, doing a pull activity so your data center needs to allow connect connectivity to the microsoft uh, uh, to the microsoft data centers for making this uh, the service in the data center to report to the the, the microsoft uh, azure data centers so the network part is also prerequisite and uh, also permissions uh, is a prerequisite and of course at last we need to have the Azure subscription to create this automation accounts. Super. So that was also again uh, a very crisp detail about what is required and what is not required for the specific task to be performed. So I think Satish uh, for this series uh, it was wonderful having you for the series again and uh, uh, in the next uh, what can we expect in the next episode for the audience? Uh, yeah okay so in the next episode what we're going to talk is the last part uh, which is the process automation uh, with which you can do a lot. Uh, you can do uh, the run books, uh, the jobs, and the hybrid worker groups and the watch attacks, uh, watcher tasks. Uh, this is one of uh, uh, the interesting uh, module uh, which uh, we would talk about uh, where you can do a lot of automations uh, through this automation account. Uh, like for example, onboarding a user, uh, creating a user account, disabling a user account, all these kind of things you can do from the process automation, uh, which we'll talk about in the next upcoming uh, last uh, series of this uh, topic. We are excited to know more about that uh, as well, Satish. So thanks for your time. Uh, uh, it was an insightful session and we're looking forward for the next session as well.